Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. On today's podcast... One of my favorite things in the world... Bras. I've always rolled my eyes and gagged at the Victoria's Secret fashion show. We should start a bra company. I'm sure I was just a complete idiot when I met her. But we do try to take turns having panic attacks. She messes with me probably four or five times a year. I had to interview the models. Girls, let me buy you a cinnamon roll. This is not worth it. She made me wear a Victoria's Secret bra for a half a day. Your boobs are great. It does look quite uncomfortable. (laughs) We have an 11, almost 12-year-old, and she needs to go bra shopping. It's the Holderness Family Podcast. Let's get started. Hey, I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Penn Holderness. If you don't know who we are, that's okay. We make weird videos on the internet. And by weird, he means like goofy, family-friendly videos, not like weird, like pimple-popping videos. No fetishes, right. Although I am addicted to Dr. Pimple Popper, and I recently found an Instagram account with nothing but tweezing ingrown hairs. That's a different podcast. And I looked over, and it was happening right before bed, and that was awesome. So, (laughs) speaking of turn-ons in bed... We're what? talking about bras today. <laughs> okay, not bad segue. That, okay, that is super bad segue. Okay. Anyway, before we get that to that, well, you guys, there's a purple button on your if you're if you're watching or watching, you're listening oh on gosh. iTunes. You hit subscribe. That way, you can get all of our podcasts. Um, you could also leave us a rating and review. Our moms would be so thankful if you did that. We read every single one. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, so coming up on today's show, you know, we frequently have guests, and this was a guest that I knew. A long, long time ago and haven't spoken to in a while. And she's popping up everywhere on the Wall Street Journal and on Forbes and on Fortune because she has built this company that people like my wife are clamoring for, for a lot of reasons. One reason why their message is amazing. And the other reason why is I guess their their product's pretty cool, but they work together. It's a, it's a husband-wife team. So this is Third Love. And undoubtedly, you've you've seen Third Love's, maybe you've heard an ad on a podcast or you've seen, you've seen a flyer, but... Uh, Heidi Zach wanted to make bra shopping and she wanted to make a better bra. And she's totally disrupted the lingerie market by making bras for every shape and size. And it's, I am 100% behind her mission. Yeah. And so am I. Um, And she really kind of rose to national and even global prominence when Victoria's Secret kind of took a dig at her and she punched back. 
I and, love it. And it became, she became sort of the people's champion after this. So we want to ask her about that moment. We want to ask her about working with her husband and being successful. And we want to ask her who wears the pants, although I think I know the answer to that question. Uh, we never really asked that question. But That's what true. I, we, I, I really, when I, when I see successful people and especially su- successful cu- couples, I'm obsessed with like lifestyle. How do they live? How do they exercise? How do they work? And they have, they have two small kids. It's crazy. And they, and they're running a very successful business so um, I, even if you're not running your own business but if you if you work with a spouse or near a spouse or have started a business you're really going to appreciate today's show before we do start talking to them honey is there anything in particular that we should ask them about so that you can get information to motivate me because I think that's kind of sometimes the secret <laughs> reason behind this entire podcast is so is. because I know that hearing it from you is one thing but hearing it from someone else oh I, I feel like you're messing with me and that's why we're doing this podcast <laughs> at all am I figuring this out it is my ploy to get you to a Tony Robbins conference. I'm kidding. I'm it kind kidding. of, but it, it definitely, there's something to this. You keep bringing in these people that are better at stuff than me. and <laughs> We're trying to learn. Yeah, and I want to learn. I just, I think it's very clever of you. So what would you like me to learn today? Um, no, honey, no, you're great and you're wonderful. And I know I just I'm 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 clearly I'm I'm very I'm obsessed with how couples work together and they work so well together they've built a kajillion dollar company so okay yeah. we're gonna get back to talking about bras in a minute <laughs> uh, which is just fine with me uh, but for a minute let's stop and talk about our favorite sponsor to date because we've been huge fans of this duo for over a year now and when they asked to be sponsors we were absolutely thrilled it's a band called mandolin orange they are this kind of hip new american folk duo and i love them npr calls this band a slow burning steadily rising folk duo they have a gentle elegance and we love them because it just it's just it's such a calm just yeah. a calming force because we don't have a gentle elegance no you we, might no I we are don't. like shards of glass right um the new album is tides of a teardrop it's now available from yep rock records so go to amazon.com and purchase the new album tides of a teardrop from mandolin orange i guess it, again that's mandolin orange and i mean just listen so peaceful and wonderful everything's so great can't get better Makes me want to cry But I'll go out how At the moon And on top of that, if they ever come anywhere near your town You should try to listen to yes. them and see them Because they look like they came out of folk supermodel catalog oh, they're, And they're so gorgeous I know, yeah. it's really unfair When talented people are that hot I know Okay, anyway, back to the show Right <laughs> So this week, it was my job to write the intro. Kim always writes really nice, fancy intros. I did not. I'm going to speak <laughs> extemporaneously about our guests. Uh, oh, hold first, on. Yeah. Fir- first of all, I have known Heidi or knew Heidi back in the day. Uh, she was dating a friend of mine, <laughs> and it was in New York, and Heidi was very fun and very impressive, but... Anytime we met, it was we were like in our twenties in New York. So I'm sure I was just a complete idiot when I met her, and it had like way too many cocktails. Um, and so, ten, ten, it's a family podcast. Right, this is great. It's a great start, honey. Ten years later, she has parlayed a Duke education, an MIT grad school, and worked with a bunch of great tech companies to a startup company that has made her. 
You know how there's probably people out there who have been named their towns 40 under 40. Like, <laughs> I think like I was like, nominated, yeah. but like didn't like, make the cut. Like in I'm Raleigh. in the 40 under 40 in Waxhaw. And, but so she was 40 under 40 in the globe by fortune magazine a couple of years ago, because she has started this with her husband, this incredible disruptive company that makes one of my favorite things in the world. Bras and underwear for women. <laughs> bras, uh, and bras, so I'm, I'm so impressed by like what has had. So you, you go back in time ten years, and here we are in New York, and now I I don't know, still know what the heck I'm doing, but <laughs> Heidi knows what she's doing, and so that's my intro. Kim, do you want to add anything? There is so much I want to add, but we can. We, we oh my gosh, I'm and let me first add an apology to Heidi Zach and David Spector who are joining us now. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. <laughs> so is it awkward when Penn talks about Heidi's ex-boyfriend when we're also interviewing her husband, David? Not uh, not for me. It's, uh, in, fact, in fact, I would like to hear stories. That's that. Uh, maybe that's for another podcast. That's, yes. That's a whole will, separate show. <laughs> we will tell those that's stories. That's Holderness Family like, After Dark. That's yeah. a comfortable no, man and he should be. Yeah. <laughs> be wrong. Exactly. Okay, so Heidi, let's start with this. Could you could you kind of take us uh, back to the start of this company and how the conversation went with you and your husband? Were you married at the time? Uh, and, and, and how did this all go? Yeah, so we had moved from New York out to San Francisco and we had been in in the Valley for about two years. And uh, he was at a VC firm out here. He was at Sequoia and I was at Google. And and we both were kind of thinking about different business ideas and starting a business together and or not starting a business together, but each independently starting a business. And I had an idea around um, around bras because I had gone on a last minute bra shopping trip and found myself in a Victoria's Secret store. And I legitimately went to the mall, which I know is sort of crazy <laughs> to think about. They have and, those still? Okay, cool. Right, yeah. Exactly. They do still exist. And I was in the mall and walked in. And I had been shopping at Victoria's Secret since I was probably 13 or 14. So call it 15, 20 years I've been shopping there. Went in, you know, the perfume, the 16-year-old sales associates, the feathers, and I'm just looking for a bra and need something that fits. I basically walk out of that store take the bag with the bra that doesn't really fit me and I stuff it into the bag that I'm carrying because I'm so, so embarrassed that I'm shopping at a brand that completely doesn't resonate with me at all. And so that was the moment where I thought to myself, why am I spending money at a brand that I, you know, just makes me feel badly as a woman, right? And two, why am I in a mall, right? That was the other big thing. So I came home that night and I said to Dave, I said, I have it. I have it. We should start a bra company, an e-commerce bra company, direct to consumer, better product, better shopping experience. And he, you know, I think he thought I was crazy. <laughs> what did you think? It wasn't really, I, you know, being, uh, having been an investor, I don't think anything's crazy. <laughs> but I started to look more into the market. It wasn't a market that I knew more, uh, much about at all, actually. You didn't wear a uh, lot of bras, is what you're saying. I, I knew, you know, I knew as much about it as the average guy, which is almost nothing. And I think that we started to, I started to take sort of a break. I started to look at a breakdown of the market and the buying dynamics and the, the large players like Victoria's Secret in the space uh, and look at the unit economics of the product and how it's made and the complexity of that. And started to understand that a there's some real barriers to entry to this market, which in you know now that we've been into it for a while, 
that's one of the big reasons why there is one very large player in the United States. Two, women don't enjoy shopping for it. Mm -hmm. So they uh, have to do it, you know, in some cases annually. They don't do it with friends. It's not a social shopping experience and it's not fun. Also, it's very inventory heavy in a store environment, right? So in the case, uh, you know, we, we don't speak about Victoria's Secret that often, but if you do want to bring them up, they have 30 different sizes, roughly. We have 75. And even with 30 sizes, it's a remarkable thing that you're able to stock that um, with every single size color variant in a stock room and on a, on a showroom floor. It's a very complicated thing. So it's one of these businesses where, as you started to look at the, the dynamics of it, it made a ton of sense to try to build something from the ground up that just ended up being fundamentally different than any other player out there today. This is a, a, a family podcast and we have a lot of fun, but really when it comes down to it, it's it's self-help for Penn and I, and it's like our, our weekly therapy session. We just find ways to interview people we love and admire and we want to absorb and learn. So when looking at what you guys have, you guys are running a business together. Penn and I run a business together. Um, how how do you do, do that? You not, um, how, how have you remained alive and not killed each other? Uh, Who says that we're alive yeah, right now? Yeah, <laughs> they are in a weird they're, glass booth. They're in a closet like, right now. It's like now. a lockdown right <laughs> now in San Francisco. Yeah, uh, nobody can get in and we can't get out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've also had, you know, I've been pregnant twice over the past six years. So we have two little kids at oh, home. So Lord. we're fully in it, right? I, I know you guys are too. Yours are a little older, I think. But yeah, I mean, look, our life is crazy. It's certainly not perfect. I think that the, especially in the early days when we were trying to get the company off the ground, it was incredibly stressful, both personally and on our relationship, because when things are, I'm sure you experience this as well, but when you are having a high at work, right, where you're like, this is awesome, we're killing it, this is amazing, we're, we're changing the world, you guys are in it together, you feel great, and it makes you... Uh, really enjoy each other even more. And then the opposite occurs, which is mm -hmm. when it's bad, it's really bad. It's totally heightened. It's very easy to blame each other and you can sometimes bring each other down. And so I think that's just part of understanding that. I mean, fortunately for us, I think the one thing that's occurred is the moments in time where I've said, this is too hard. I can't handle it. I don't want to do this anymore. He sort of pulled me out of that and then vice versa. So mm -hmm. if he's having one of those moments, thankfully, we've never had that happen at the exact same time. <laughs> Thank goodness. It does happen at the same time. I can tell you we've we've done that before. We've both <laughs> basically had to hide under a blanket for a couple of days <laughs> in our business. And it's great to have somebody that can pick you up when that happens. But we do try to take turns having panic attacks. You're absolutely right. Like there are times I'm like, I'm going to go. I am more of an introvert. I'm like, I would love to quit doing this stuff and just go yeah. work in a library somewhere. Um, can I ask you guys something? I ask a lot of our guests this. Can you think of and I only ask it to people who are successful and who are now doing great. Can you think of a time in this journey that was sort of like your nadir, your low point? And do you remember what that felt like and, and how you got out of it? Yeah, I would say the real low point for us was in the very early days of the company. We were about mm, 20 people. This was maybe 2015, so four, four plus years ago. We realized that we had some just not the right people on the team. We had some bad apples and everything felt like it was crumbling for real. And the business hadn't really, we hadn't really found product market fit. It hadn't really taken off yet. So we had business stress and then we had team stress, people stress. And we had either half the company sort of either resign or we let go of within 
three weeks and we mm. went from about 20 people to 10. Mm. It was crazy. And at that moment in time, it felt almost insurmountable kind of getting out of that. And, uh, and somehow it just took a time and it took a few months and we rebuilt and we hired really great people and the business started to pick up. And it was due to the fact that we just pushed through that, that we got out the other side. And so I just think a lot of, especially founders or even, you know, married business partners, you just have to know that you have to persevere, right? You got to push through. That's what, what separates, you know, the winners from the losers. It's the people who can actually push through the down, the down mm -hmm. parts, the valleys. Yeah. I mean, the, there are, Exactly with what Heidi said. I mean, there were some definite, definite, very, very deep lows for sure in the business, and there's been some amazing highs too. Today, you know, Heidi talked about the story of going from twenty to ten, and I thought I think we might have been even a little, little less than that <laughs> at that point. But we have three hundred and fifty people today, uh, and there are still challenges, and there are still difficulties, uh, and it's you know there are still moments of uh immense stress uh it's different than it was uh in those days but every step of the journey there's always something and i think that the reason why such a huge percentage of american businesses are run by a, a spouse a spouse couple um is because when you're when you've shared values you have shared trust of each other in a relationship that translates very easily to entrepreneurship uh and so it makes for, if you have a good partnership in your personal life, it generally makes for a good partnership in business. Um, I actually think because the vast majority of, you know, when I tell guy friends and people I just randomly meet that I work with my wife, people think I'm crazy. And the average response is, you're yeah. nuts. How do you do that? How do you make that work? How come you guys don't kill each other? Uh, I've, I've heard it all. Uh, and I actually say to them, most of you actually could probably make it work. You just don't know that. Uh, and you don't have enough confidence in, in your ability to do so, in, in either your abilities or your, your spouse's abilities to make it work. I think a lot of people can make it work if you have a successful and a good, in a good marriage. I agree. People, I, we get the same questions all the time. I would, you know, I would kill my husband, but we actually, we have become so codependent. We like that, miss each other <laughs> and it's annoying and embarrassing <laughs> if we're not, like, where, where'd you go? I went to walk the dog. Where, when are you when coming you, back? When are you coming back? No, and we also probably like you have different jobs within the company. So, and I say company because now we have like, we, we, we have not branched out like you guys have at all, but within the, what we do in a, in a content business, I, you know, Penn is, you know, up white writing wacky songs and I'm doing everything else. So our lanes don't, I mean, we're not, we're staying out of each other, each other's lanes as much as possible. Until we are. And, uh, and yeah, we're not very good. You guys went to MIT uh, for the school of management. We did not. Um, <laughs> we, we don't really um, know how to use the word streamline and cash flow correctly. Uh, and that's okay. Cause we're, that you know, is okay. We're, we're kind of, and that's honestly, this isn't really like a business podcast. What I kind of am interested in when it comes to your success in your business is, and this is something I believe in is that central message, that mission, that core. Like I think I imagine is like a, either a fist or like a little dot that is the central idea that if you don't deviate from, you will be successful. I'm guessing that you guys had that, and are still trying to hold on to that with this company. Is that correct? Yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. The The mission from the very beginning was helping women feel really comfortable and confident, right? Every single day. And so the bra piece of that and underwear is a component of what we do, but it's really about changing the landscape for women buying bras into something that's a, a, a powerful, 
and uh, engaging and comfortable experience and and creating something completely different. And so certainly for us, we're a company of 80% women and we are mission driven, and that's been a huge part of our success. It goes back to what does our customer need? What does she want? And how do we make her life better? Uh, you recently, I read something you wrote basically in response to the Victoria's Secret statement. Can you kind of give me some headlines of, of, of what your intentions were there? Yeah, when the the chief marketing officer of Victoria's Secret, Ed Rasick, did an interview with Vogue and the title of this article, we woke up one morning, right? And and in our in our email was this article that had gotten sent a bunch around already. And it, the title of it was, were nobody's third love were, were women's first love. And I started reading this article, my mouth dropped. I mean, it was a long one. It was a Q and A. It was a verbatim kind of interview that he had done with a Vogue editor. And all kinds of craziness came out in this article from the fact that they would they had tried to use plus size models in 2000 and nobody liked it to they would you know they think women want a 42 minute fantasy that's what women want to do on a sunday night is you know, spend 42 <laughs> minutes watching supermodels and feathers you know, etc and so i took a real offense to it also he was completely digging at us as a company and sort of what we're building and i just you know we really believed together that enough was enough and i you know dave gets a ton of credit for this because he was the one who said we should put something in the new york times right mm -hmm. we should should make sure everybody else sees what he's saying and and knows what's going on there and so that was the idea for taking out a full page ad in the new york times and then the open letter came from that and it was really just a message from me to everyone who would listen about my feelings about what he said why why i disagree and what we're doing differently and uh it was obviously you know definitely got a lot of attention in the press and just created a lot of conversation um, with women and men alike. So I think it's amazing. And I gave it a slow clap for sure, because I've always rolled my eyes and gagged at the Victoria's Secret fashion show. Um, we lived in New York and I had actually cover it for Inside Edition when I was a reporter. And I was like, this is bananas. And it is not. I had to interview the models beforehand and they hadn't eaten in like a week. I'm like, girls, I'm going to let me buy you a cinnamon roll. This is not worth it. And um, and, I'm, and it, it did not go as planned. It, I don't think the, the piece actually aired because the whole time I was like trying to tempt them with cinnamon rolls and they were like, and it was just not cute. But I was like, this is Wait, not- Wait, you really did that? You tried to yes! tempt them with cinnamon rolls? I was like, girl, girl, you need to eat something, okay? And it is not, that is not a real woman. And it's, I, we have an 11, almost 12 year old and pen like earmuffs. Like she needs to go bra shopping. And do you think I'm gonna take her into a place that has like these plasticky looking models and pictures everywhere? Everywhere, right absolutely not yes so. you guys haven't gotten to the kids david you haven't we're not you're not there yet are you i'm there <laughs> can <laughs> can you give me some advice no 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 no, <laughs> no, no it's but i want uh, you want a safe place to where and what i love about your website is you go to you know the third love website and it is a a normal looking woman and normal looking women and with body shapes and sizes and so that's like you know that that to me as a normal looking woman i just i applaud so thank you thanks for saying that yeah no i mean i think the craziest thing for me is the lack of change from that brand right mm -hmm. uh because times have changed the world's evolving and that that brand and marketing has not evolved so yeah it is what it's about. 
Everybody needs a cinnamon roll over there. Yeah. yeah. We, I, we did some market research on our end. Actually, Kim just, she messes with me probably four or five times a year. She induced labor in me to like, it's always For like Mother's a, Day, it's my a gift Mother's is Day thing. To she, like torture him a little bit. Yeah. She, she made me wear a romper <laughs> one time. She made me get a uh, bikini wax and she made me last year wear a Victoria's Secret bra around for a, a half day. a day with mm-hmm. some like weights in it of like the average weight of, I guess, like a boob. And, <laughs> It was so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. I had no idea how uncomfortable it was. And I'm wondering if, David, have you done any market research like that for your for your company? I, I'm very – the, the fact that you went to the extent of putting weights in yes. as well. Yeah, that, that, that authentic. Is, that's another level. I have not done any of that market <laughs> Why research. Why not? Uh, because like you, it looks it does look quite uncomfortable. Uh, I, I, you know, I think that – what we do differently at Third Love is we actually make comfortable bras for for women, and I think that uh, we, you know, and and then too, I, I think we're open to whoever wants, whoever including wants you. Them. Yeah, it, maybe yeah. we should try it again, Pen, and this time, yeah, we, Penn, yeah, we your, can try it again size, with a Third Love. You're, you're probably, you probably have a pretty wide rib cage, so I don't know if we've <laughs> got a bra that will fit you. Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like you have so many sizes and like half cup sizes. I feel like we can get them one that'll get across. The main issue it. that I had was my sternum. There was something stabbing into my sternum the entire time. Like, it, like there were. Why do they need so many sharp wires? Because as women, we have to look pretty for our men. I'm kidding. Oh my gosh, I just like gagged saying that. Um, no, but we are big fans of the third love bras in our house for sure. Um, so talk. So tell me, um, how did you guys meet? So we met. We met in business school at MIT. Okay. Okay. Um, and I was only queuing you up because I read somewhere that you guys met in a karaoke bar. Is that true? This is actually true. This yes. makes me we love met. you a little bit more. <laughs> we met at a karaoke bar and Dave is out very outgoing and not afraid. And he, I had sort of seen him across the bar and glanced at him and walked by. And then, you know, maybe 15 minutes later, I get the tap, tap, tap on my shoulder and I turn oh, around and it's him. And I was sort of surprised that he had come up to me and we ended up talking the whole night. And then, you know, Eventually, he asked me out on a ski date, and you know the rest is history. Oh my gosh! So I want to know what you guys sang that night, though. Oh, it's a good question. No, we didn't. We didn't sing. We L- just living on a prayer. Oh. Yeah. I mean, what else do you sing at karaoke bars? Oh, we have we have a roster. We actually carry our own. Yeah, we carry our own list with us just in case we happen into a karaoke bar. Just in case. Right. Just in case. Um, also, do you invite? Is our first dates? Is that normally a ski date? Did I hear? That? Like, would date. you like to go to a chalet with me? Like, that's well, cool. let me let me tell you actually what really happened is that. Dave actually said, "Oh, we should go um, grab a grab a bunch of people and or something and and go skiing one one weekend." Wow. And it made it sound to me like it was going to be some sort of small group from business school of somewhat mutual friends going up to, for the day to ski. And then the night before we were going to go, I was I was texting with him and he said something like, "Oh yeah, I think it's just you and me." <laughs> nice. Nice. That's how that, yes, exactly. I don't think ski dates are the norm, but anyway. <laughs> I know. Like, there, I think- were ne- there were never any other invites sent out, were there, David? <laughs> Busted. Well, right, exactly. Um, and something else I think is so fascinating is that I, I think a lot of people, this is the, 
I think the, the season of the world we live in right now is it's built for entrepreneurs. And I think there are so many people with so, such great ideas. And including I every morning I wake up and I have like a different amazing idea. But I some of them I pursue, but some of them I just kind of walk away from. All, all of them you tell me about. I know. I wake up. I'm like, what about this? <laughs> and um, But there's, I think there's a lot of people with a lot of great ideas, and they, they kind of walk away at the hint of effort, <laughs> like me, or just they don't see it through long enough. So how do you go from this idea of, I want to start a bra business, to actually doing it? Like, what happens? Oh, I mean, so many details, right? And I think that when we had the idea, we decided to quit our jobs. That was a really, really big moment to go from having salaries to no salaries. And what a big realization for me was on day one, when it was the two of us in our apartment in San Francisco, staring at each other across the table, was we had to build everything from scratch. We didn't even have a brand name. We didn't have anything. And that moment was one of, utter panic for a second of, oh my God, what did we do? Why did we decide to do this? And then you just start doing it. And and you it's a slog. The early days of building a business, any entrepreneur, anybody who's ever started anything, and you guys as well, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's not easy. all these little things you didn't think of from, you know, accounting to you know, uh, getting uh, getting a, uh, a housekeeper to come to clean your apartment. I mean, all these little things that you have to do to build a business um, just all the things you don't think about, all the things you don't realize you're going to have to do. And so um, I guess my answer is sort of what I said before, which is just you keep going. That's what's different about the people who get down that path is it's the one foot in front of each other each and every day, no matter how hard it is, you keep moving forward. Were there people that told you this is a bad idea? Uh, well, I mean, what, many uh, tons of people. And I would say in particular, I think our parents were just completely shocked. So we had just gotten married. You know, we had just moved out to San Francisco, which was a big shock for them. And then they said, you're quitting your jobs at Google and wherever to go, you know, start a bra company. Like, are you guys crazy? And so I think the big difference for me was my friends who lived in New York, um, because we had been in New York most recently, they were like, you, you guys are totally nuts. Like, what are you guys doing? And more people out here were like, that's so cool. Let me know how I can help. That sounds awesome. And so I think it was really important for us that we were here because it is such a supportive environment of people starting things out, out in San Francisco. I feel the same way. We we left New York and came here and here and we're in Raleigh, North Carolina. And I feel like everybody has their own business here or at least as a side hustle to build a business. Whereas in New York City, when I told my friends who were still in New York that we had quit jobs, they thought we were aliens. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's interesting. I'm also obsessed with just the lifestyle of working parents. And you have young. How old are your kids? Uh, five and almost three. Mm. Wow. So you're in the weeds still. It's, it's getting easier, though. Every year it gets easier from there on. Fewer butts to wipe. Yes. Yeah. But I'm like, how exactly are do, do you, and balance is such a cliche word, but like, what's the day to day? Like, wh- are they in preschool? Like, what? how does that work? Yeah. So now with the little guy being almost three, he's in preschool as well, at least part of the day. Uh, but you know, I think that we prioritize kind of the company, our family, and then exercise. And I think things like friends and seeing people for dinner and all those other things we used to do sort of have fallen by the wayside. I mean, you certainly can't do everything. And so something's got to give. And so, yeah, I mean, we have 
a nanny and she's an amazing part of our mm -hmm. family. She's been with us since our daughter was three months old. Um, and that's, you know, incredibly important if you have two working parents that you have a support system, whether that's your extended family or, you know, a nanny, et cetera. And I think people don't talk about their nannies that often in public. Nannies are especially. angels. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I mean, she's just, she's part of the reason why our children are so happy and healthy. Um, and they, you know, they call her mom too. They, she is a second oh. mom to them. And, you know, without her, I could never accomplish what I do every day. And so I'm very thankful to have found somebody like that, um, who's been with us for, you know, five years. And so, um, yeah, I mean, we, we have a Peloton at home. We have a Peloton bike, we have a Peloton bed. So we work out in the morning in our house. So you're not going anywhere. You hop on 30 minutes on and off. So I think it's really about efficiency. I constantly say, you know, how can I make my life more efficient? And so it's only about doing the things that you have to do or that you want to do and everything else you have to let it go. Yeah. And I think, by the way, I think it's insanely important for women who have the help of that they admit to other women that they have help absolutely because i think there there was some weird why i don't understand stigma with getting help and we have we have a support staff of people a support staff we have a we have, my niece is in town it's and then, a staff it can and, be a staff and Call we have a, staff. a babysitter who we trust yeah. with our lives that our kids actually prefer being around most of the times because they are more fun than we are yeah. so um if, if we didn't have them we couldn't do what we do so yeah Hundred percent. So, uh, how many miles did you guys go this morning? Well, I did. I did a bike ride outside, so I did oh, wow. twenty-seven okay. miles in the Marin Headlands. So, right here, in, in we're based in San Francisco. So, you rode twenty-seven miles on that hilly bleep town this morning. <laughs> Am I hearing that correctly? Uh, in the uh, in not in the town, but right across the bridge over in the uh, in the Headlands, which is uh, in, in Marin County. Wine so, right, right right over the bridge, we oh. bike the city over the over the bridge when it's hard cold, cold and dark outside max our producer is from that area can you describe how idyllic that is please max <laughs> yeah aside from the rolling hills of uh, wine gardens and uh <laughs> the chardonnay and the pinot noir just flowing in the streets that's what i'm imagining yeah it's beautiful <laughs> there are a lot of hills it is a lot of climbing on a bike but it's you know it's so it's so great and you know i find that in my life that i ha i i heidi and i really try to work out even just a little bit mm -hmm. in the morning because I just have a better day. Even if I only sleep five hours and I still work out, I still feel better than not working out. Um, and so it's, I, I think, and I'd rather get up earlier to, to make sure I get that workout in, even if I'm going to get less sleep. So it makes such a difference. And I, I try to recommend, to recommend it to everybody, but it's hard. I totally get it. When you have two kids and you have a crazy professional life, it, it is difficult to do. And, um, you just have to try to prioritize those things in your life that matter. That's incredible. And so now that I know how efficient you guys are, uh, I am here's, this is going to be, I think an interesting answer to this question. If, if everything has to be efficient, you guys have to watch some TV and you have to read something. So what are you binging? What are you watching together? What are you reading when you have that limited amount of time to do it? We don't really watch any TV. I, okay. I, we are, uh, we are stuck in sixty-year-old bodies because our favorite show is Sixty Minutes. So <laughs> that's what I'm. That's TV. That's good. Okay, so Sixty yeah. Minutes. Yeah, we love. I mean, I'm obsessed with it. I mean, we've watched it forever. So I think that's you know our big show. Once in a while, we'll get into different series, um, you know, that we'll download, but it's few and far between. So, and in terms of news, I mean, mostly just 
I tend to read paper, you know, not physical paper, but the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, and some retail publications as well. But Dave's a much more, he's a big reader. So what do you read? Well, I read a lot of, I read a lot of news, which of course these days is, is, uh, Terrible. it's, yeah, it's hard to be, I'm very excited about the future for our business and for many and, and for entrepreneurship in the United States too. There is no better country in the entire world period to start a business in and to grow a business in. I, I, I'm, I'm unwavered in that feeling, uh, despite all the, the negative press around us. But, um, you know, look at the end of the day, I think, uh, we're a very resilient country and we have been through far worse times and we always bounce back. Uh, and I have no doubt that this moment in time, um, we will get through it. We will learn something from it and we all, we will all get a lot more resilient. And I think our constitution will get more resilient as well. And so I, I'm, I'm excited for the future and I read a lot of, I obsessed with sort of reading a lot of news. Okay. Um, I haven't read a book in a while. Uh, my favorite, uh, just because of time, but I, you know, I always go back to Endurance, uh, which is the story of Ernest Shackleton. Um, are you familiar with that? Uh, he was a mile runner from East uh, Hampton. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was good that you just came up with that. Uh, I don't know. Don't trust anything he says. Don't trust anything he says. It is, it is such a great book. It's, it's, it's actually a very old book, um, and it's about a explorer <laughs> who goes to the South Pole, uh, or tries to go to the South Pole, and his uh, this is in the uh, and, and his boat gets stuck in ice. It gets frozen in the ice, um, and it's a it's a it's a wooden ship uh, from Europe, and it gets frozen in the ice. And his whole team has to uh, basically stay live on the ice, um, live on you know the island of Ant Ant Antarctica for a winter, get through that, survive, try to get out, and their ship breaks, and then it's just this heroic story where remarkably over the course of of a few years all of the sailors survives no one I mean, got they, eaten that's amazing dogs got eaten oh, but no good. person's got yes <laughs> no, good I'm, not, I'm joking when i say good that's crazy yeah we just okay. watched that we uh, when we, i watched the penguin movie about antarctica it's just them all huddling next to each other because uh okay Nobody, sorry that, uh, that was a right. great answer by the way i hope you don't mind david in the middle of that answer you gave a little bit of a like a stump speech it sounded like for president so we snuck some uh political like kind of music underneath it because um, that 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 <laughs> is you when, when run. you run for president that's going to be your your speech it was yeah. excellent i was um, inspired well, I was very yeah, well that's good that 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 section um of my talk was sponsored by my super pack <laughs> <laughs> and they're actually sponsored of this podcast so it works out Oh, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> okay, so what? So, speaking of the future of the country, that's a big question mark, but future of Third Love, what can we expect to see? What's exciting? Uh, so, we have, uh, in February, we're launching a bunch of our new sizes in a lot, a lot of new styles. So, for the extended size customer, we're now going through a 46 band, through an I-cup, in lace styles, in... Um, all kinds of fashion colors, and that consumer is very much underserved. So, super excited about that. Heidi, do you have a man's ear? <laughs> Not yet, but we get that question all the time. I so was maybe asking seriously, a bro. Maybe, maybe we can and pull some maybe, and more. maybe he can be the fit model. Maybe Penn Holderness can fly out it's, and be the fit model. I work out a ton, but it, like Father Time is undefeated in giving you a little bit of man boob. Like, <laughs> like every year, it's a tiny, tiny bit more. 
<laughs> I love that you have a body image issue. Um, anyway, thank you guys. Yeah, we, gotta work, we gotta work on that pen. Hang <laughs> out. I, uh, I'll, I'll help you with that. Okay. <laughs> and okay. just get up at three in the morning and ride through wine. So country. by the way, Pen works out. We both work out every single day. Pen has like rock hard abs, but yeah, maybe some man boobs. I don't know. I think you're hot, baby. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for taking the time to do this. I know how insanely busy you are. So thank you so much. You're welcome. It's it, awesome to hang out. It was a lot of fun. Okay. Um, and we'll uh, next time we're out in San Francisco, we'll just swing by and pitch you our 97 different ideas, and you can tell us exactly what to do and how to do it and when to do it. Okay. Thanks. Real quick, before we say goodbye, <laughs> they us something really cool. I you guys know. are going to love this. They offered a 20% off your first order. So go to thirdlove.com slash Holderness. Enter promo code Holderness for 20% off your first order. I am currently wearing a Third Love bra. I really like it. I recommend it. I also really like it. And recommended. Oh my gosh! Um, I, I I thought we were going to get to that earlier, but like I did have it on one day. He's like, "Your boobs are great." <laughs> They're not even paying us for this, by the way. <laughs> All right, we should just go. Uh, thanks, Heidi. Thanks, David. Bye. 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 Thanks. Make it a great day. Make it a great day. <laughs> up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.